Hello and welcome to Where Art Belongs, the Dykeman Contemporary Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dykeman, and I'm excited to have you joining me for my first ever episode of what is to be hopefully a weekly podcast, but it might be monthly. I have a one and a half year old, he'll be two in January, and I teach as well as curate, and I have my own art practice. So I'm a busy fella, but I still want to make this podcast and I'm really excited to do so. So today on Where Art Belongs, I wanted to talk about why representation matters. So why your gallery or your nonprofit or your website or your news publication uh, needs to be telling the stories of and representing um, diversity. And so a diversity of artists in the case of your gallery or artist run center or nonprofit, um, diversity of writers from your uh, news publications and so on. And by diversity, I don't just mean uh, ticking boxes. And what I mean is a diversity of stories and backgrounds, um, diversity across class, race, um, ability, gender, um, and even stage in life. So that we're not only hearing from folks who are well-established and uh, very comfortable, um, but we're also hearing from people who are just getting started and, um, you know, seeing the work of artists who are emerging as well as artists who are arrived. Um, there's this funny phenomenon when you are accessing arts funding, uh, where sometimes it's beneficial to be emerging for a very long period of time. And, uh, at some point you sort of wonder when you're not emerging anymore. And so most funding bodies have specific parameters around that, but um, they're not consistent uh, within the arts. So uh, a lot of what gets left behind too are the people who are not yet emerging and not yet arrived, but are somewhere in the middle of um, still building their careers, but uh, you know they've had some success. So, um, Anyway, so that's one kind of diversity. The other, of course, would be um, racial diversity. So making sure that um, when you've got folks making images, um, they're not only buying about uh, settlers or, or white people, people of European white ancestry, um, but you're, you have representation in the stories of folks from all kinds of different backgrounds. So um, you know, our Japanese-Canadian friends uh, that their stories are being told and represented and uh, black Canadians um, and not necessarily Canadian at all. Uh, <laughs> um, I am based in Fredericton, New Brunswick. So for me, when I'm thinking about representation, I tend to think about um, this country, uh, Canada. But um, the truth is when we're putting things out online, they reach uh, near and far. And so yeah, diversity um, might look different depending on where you're hearing this from. Um, but for me, I'm coming to you from a place where representation tends to be majority white, uh, Anglo-European. And that's in a province that is officially bilingual. So um, officially, New Brunswick uh, speaks both English and French, um, but there's still an over-representation generally 
of English speaking artists um, and Anglophone artists uh, in our public art spaces. There are honorable exceptions, but um, and it depends on the region of the province where you are spending your time, but generally our larger institutions over-represent Anglophone artists um, and over-represent artists of white European descent. So we'd love to see more diversity because um, when we do show images in a public setting, we're telling the story of who we are. And who we are is not only Anglo-white settler, but who we are in this place is one that we're all treaty people. Um, everyone here is living in um, in New Brunswick in particular, uh, the Treaties of Peace and Friendship signed with uh, the Mi'kmaq, Passamaquoddy, and Wallistaquay First Nations. Um, and those were between the settlers and those First Nations. And um, we need to see those stories. We need to see the stories of folks who have been in Canada for a long time who aren't necessarily uh, white European descended. So uh, there's a long history of black maritimers and that tends to be underrepresented. Um, there's a long history of uh, Chinese Canadians in, in Canada that goes uh, just as far back as, well, almost as far back as white settlers, white European descended settlers. Um, and still uh, those voices are underrepresented. There are also a large number of folks who have immigrated to this part of the world uh, from Syria in particular. So a lot of Syrian families and um, people from all over as well. So we've got a university here that tends to attract folks from around the world. Um, a few different universities in the province that do that. And one of the things that we need to get better at is representation in our visual culture, but again, also in all of our media, because we want everyone to feel welcome um, and that their stories are being told uh, and that um, this is a place where uh, if you are not <laughs> a white uh, settler <laughs> um, of European descent, that you can still have a place here. You can have a successful business. You can go to school and see people like you teaching the classes. You can go to a gallery and see people like you represented in some of the portraits potentially, or even just who's making the, the work. Maybe it's a, a large installation of some kind. So why would you want that if you are not the beneficiary of it directly, if you are not, if it's not your story? You will love having diversity in your gallery. You will love having diversity in your media that you're producing. Um, because when you bring people in and when they're the, the progenitors of the stories as well, um, you get to see so much more of ways of experiencing the world. And it opens things up beautifully. Um, and again, that cuts right across class that there needs to be different kinds of class representation as well. Um, depending on where you go to school for art, sometimes there's a large over-representation of folks who are sort of middle, upper class. Um, in particular in schools where tuition fees 
were, would be prohibitive uh, if you don't have a lot of money. There tends to be more artists coming out of those institutions and able to stay with an art career um, if they've got a cushion to fall back on. Um, and then you get the same kind of work all the time. So yeah, when we've got diversity of representation, um, you get diversity of subjects as well as interests and points of view and being given the gift of experiencing some way of being a person in the world outside of you, your own experience is really fulfilling um, or is really the stuff of living a full life. And we like looking at artwork and reading books and watching films um, because we want to, in some way, see ourselves in the world, but we also want to see something from outside of our own experience and to understand the world that we live in better. And the arts are very good at doing that. They're good at helping you develop empathy and sympathy and um, seeing the fullness of a person and their experience. So it becomes a lot harder to deride someone for their economic circumstances when you know the story of someone personally um, who has experienced those kinds of challenges. It's a lot harder to deride someone, someone um, maybe not fitting into your cultural expectation of normal behavior when you know and feel you know somebody who's had that kind of experience or you've seen things through their eyes. There was a really great artist Andrea Peters, who participated in an exhibition um, that I was privileged to write an essay for um, a few years ago at the Beaverbrook Gallery here in Fredericton. And she had been homeless. And so her work was about the logistics of homelessness. And just it really brought home, you know, the the challenges of being homeless, that it's very difficult to be that poor. And for anyone who maybe previously saw folks who are homeless as like not working <laughs> they're working so hard just to not be noticed to not be harassed um, to be safe to eat to be warm and uh, her artwork featured some of the key items that were part of her homeless experience had been part of her homeless experience as well as notes and things and um, where to find food where to get food where to hide um, and, you know, this was, uh, a person who had overcome those circumstances and gone on to have, um, some of an art career. And in a lot of ways, uh, she was very generous to sort of, to share that experience in, um, a gallery setting. And it was definitely one of the most compelling contributions to that exhibition. love having diversity because you will see more people from more kinds of backgrounds in your gallery. 
You will love having diversity because you will hear from more people from more kinds of backgrounds, uh, feedback for the articles that you publish. You will hear more stories about your community that represent aspects that you didn't know anything about. Um, and when we are in positions of power to show artwork uh, or publish articles or uh, create media of any kind, or when we're in the position to do that, we are in a position of power, I think is more my point. And the choices that we make, make the world. So much of our culture is focused on visual representation and understanding the world through visual means. And it matters a lot what we show people. When we show artwork, when we display artwork, when we publish, when we create media, we are telling the world who we are. And I want as many people as possible to see themselves as real agents in the world, to see themselves as people whose lives are meaningful, as people whose lives have a real impact, of people who have dreams and creative ambitions and maybe they can self-actualize in this lifetime. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Okay, so that's gonna be the closing of my first ever episode. Um, I haven't opened my gallery yet, but I hope to soon. And in the meanwhile, in preparation for my gallery opening, uh, I just wanted to put some ideas that I think are important into the world. So um, again, I am so grateful that you took the time to listen to this little episode. And I hope and plan to have guests on uh, where art belongs so we can talk a lot about um, their artwork at length. And I also hope and plan to cover topics that are important um, in a timely manner. And I hope to make as many people as possible feel welcome into understanding and interpreting and playing with artwork and visual culture. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really glad to have the time and space to do this. And um, I hope that you will join me for the next episode. Thank you.